0: podcast the podcast that aims to discuss issues and hot topics influencing the pagan world from a millennial perspective focusing on how millennials intend to affect witchcraft magic and polytheism and worship we're your hosts autumn wolf
1: and jara stone and back in the studio with us uh the uh I, I guess the the head of the pagan pride day phoenix pagan the phoenix pride? pagan pride oh, yeah. day our
0: local organizer yes
1: our local or- organizers back with us laura yeah. hello hi.
2: hi how you doing
1: doing pretty good how are you doing today
2: good and it's pronounced lara lara yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> lara there my, we go my my pronunciations haven't been so good recently
2: that's okay <laughs> I will forgive you
0: this time it's okay but next time now. yeah next yeah. time we bring out the forks and knives
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so uh what, what's all been going on with uh, I, I know you have some some special news
0: well, I do I got a new job yeah and I start it next week so no fun updates on how awesome it is or how terrible it is yet
1: that'll be on the next show stay
0: tuned <laughs> to the exciting adventures of autumn gets a new job (laughs) yes
1: so uh i actually did a facebook purge
0: i know i read yeah it was the first one you've ever done
1: yeah so
0: what kind of numbers change
1: uh not too many just yet but i've only gone through the first round Oh, so pretty much this is just uh the first round was people that uh just the negative people that I needed off my Facebook page.
0: Oh, okay. So, All right.
1: you know, if if you've seen my Facebook page recently, there's been one or two people to kind trying to chime in on the uh, fun and you know the, the 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 posts that I like to post. Mm-hmm. You know, the political stuff, especially with uh, you know Cheeto Head and mm-hmm. uh, building his his wall. Um, I want it <clears> now. Yeah. So I kind of was like, you know what. It's fun to poke the bear, but you're just negativity I don't need in my life anymore.
0: Right? Yeah. That mm-hmm. I think that's very important is eliminating. Like, it's okay to know both sides of the story, mm-hmm. but it's not okay to constantly read somebody's just harping negative. Well, and,
1: and the fact that it seemed like that, uh, so this specific person was seeking out my posts to directly try to uh impact me negatively
0: so they're purposefully being a troll to you why why even be like why are they friends on their end like uh, there's no point in that anyway yeah. totally yeah. um
1: but it but it kind of co- coincides with our uh with our recent uh mini so oh
0: right yeah we did talk about that being a good thing to do for your new year yeah. is purging your Facebook page
1: so, I kind of kind of took that to heart. And of course, if you guys want to listen to that, if you haven't done so, uh, if you are not a Patreon supporter, hop on.
0: You should be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just just a quick plug before the big plug at the end.
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we need to throw those throughout like reminders. Oh yeah, We are a fully support and Patreon supported podcast. Yes. Anyway, so Lara is back in studio with us and we're going to be talking about a bunch of little interesting things as you guys remember she was our local coordinator for Phoenix Pagan Pride Day this past year and is continuing in that role And but she also is a 911 dispatcher um, which is a, an incredibly amazing job that is a huge support to the community and if you haven't thanked a... Um, first responder, don't forget dispatchers are also part of that group. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and send that out to a first responder in your life. So, and Lara, you wanted to tell us a story before we move in since everybody kind of already knows your coming of which story, or if you right. don't go ahead and look at, listen to the first episode that Lara was with us in.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. I think that was episode
1: 13.
0: I be- oh yeah. yeah Cause we were fact. lucky. We were lucky 13. Lucky 13. Yeah.
2: That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, um, the story that I'm going to talk about is part of my coming of witch story or why I became a witch is my brother was killed by a drunk driver when he was four and I was in the vehicle when it happened. And I was two mm-hmm. at the time. And this was back in 1973. So there was no such thing as child safety seats and nobody really wore their seatbelt. Mm-hmm. So right before the uh the car hit my mom used to keep us buckled in the front seat together next to her, so she could keep an eye on us. Mm-hmm. Well, we got out of the seat belt because you know we're little kids doing doing little kid yeah. things, yeah, so I was in the back seat, and my brother was in the front and right before the other car hit us, he and I switched seats, and he passed away from he had a massive head trauma, mm-hmm. and I had some survivor's guilt from that, right. So I moved out here to Arizona, and I met June Rettinger, who did the closing ceremony for Pagan Pride last -hmm. year. And I met her, and she was organizing a meetup with Quinn Elizabeth. Quinn Elizabeth is a... um, she lives in uh, Tucson. Okay, and she's a boy. I, I can't think of the word. Oh, she's a no. She's a shaman. Ah, there we go. She's a shaman. Yay. Yeah, yeah. I really should write that down. <laughs> so, <laughs> she was coming up to Phoenix so she could do meditations with everybody and show them the proper way to use a drum and all that sort of thing. So, I was on my way to the house, which was in Sun City. And I hadn't thought of David in a while, and he popped into my head, and I said, okay, so something's probably going to happen with that today. Mm-hmm. So I got there, and as soon as I parked my car, I found a pair of wings on the ground oh. from, I believe it was a sparrow or some small mm-hmm. bird. So I actually kept those. And then I went into the house, and Quinn was talking about the proper way to do a meditation with a hand drum, you're supposed to beat it 200 times per minute and mm-hmm. that puts you into the proper space for meditation. So the first meditation we did, we did a series of three. The first one we did, she said, I want you to go to somewhere in nature, the woods or the ocean, wherever it is you're comfortable. I want you to think of something you need.
1: Mm hmm.
2: So everybody got comfortable, and she started beating the drum, and I went under immediately. And that's not something that had ever happened for me before. Mm -hmm. And I opened up my eyes, and I was in the woods. And my wolf came running up to me. She's this great, big, fluffy, gray wolf. And she started immediately scratching at the ground. So I started scratching at the ground. And just below the surface, a couple of inches, was this great, big, pink bubble. So kind of think like Glinda the Good Witch pink bubble. Mm-hmm. So we dug it up. And then when we dug it up, I sat there and I said, okay, well, I guess you have a message for me. I'm ready for whatever it is that you've got. So the bubble melted away and it was Quan Yin. Quan Yin is the Chinese goddess of compassion. Mm-hmm. So right before this incident I had said to somebody, I'm really sick of having this Kuan Yin complex. <laughs> and she's like, excuse me. Right. We need to talk now. She did. <laughs> because I was, you know, I felt like I was giving my a lot of myself and giving mm-hmm. a lot of myself and not feeling appreciated, basically. Okay. So she came up to me and she had a lotus flower in her hand and she put it in my abdomen. And then she said... I don't want you to be sick of me. She said, I I love you, and mm-hmm. I want you to learn to love yourself. And she gave me a hug, and then that was the end of the meditation. So the next meditation, Quinn said, you're going to go under again. I want you to think of something you need. Mm-hmm. So I went under a second time. The second time I was somewhere up north mm-hmm. uh, where the uh, – the plat- not the plateaus. I want to say the mittens up where the, um, the mountains are.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I was up there, and it was all flat land. It was all desert. And it was almost dusk, and I could see my highest Reiki guide, who is a Native American medicine man.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And he saw me and he says, come here, I'm going to teach you something. So there was this fire pit and he started to show me a dance. Mm -hmm. So he was on one side and I was on the other. We started dancing around the fire pit. And I mimicked every motion that he had. And after a couple of minutes, all of these spirits came up. Mm -hmm. And we all did the dance around the fire pit. And I couldn't understand what this was signifying yet. And then about a minute later... I was in front of a teepee or a wigwam or whatever term it is you want to use. And someone was walking towards me, and the sun was at their back, so I couldn't see their face. And they had this giant animal that they were carrying on their shoulders. And I was like, what is that that would be on the desert that they're carrying? I have no idea. So they got up to me, and they came right up to my face, and just as my eyes started to adjust, that was the end. Mm -hmm. And I went. Okay. They <laughs> needed that. That was not convenient. <laughs> no. So then the last one the last meditation Quinn said I want you to go to your wise child selves mm-hmm. and I want you to heal something with your hands your heart or your feet and I was like oh crap I know where I'm going. <laughs> oh, no. So I went under and I saw myself as the two-year-old and I was sitting in the front seat next to my mom and I looked at her and as I looked at her, we got hit. Mm -hmm. So I climbed on top of her and I gave her Reiki Mm -hmm. and then I climbed in the back seat and I gave my brother Reiki and I jumped out of the car. I ran to the other car that hit us. Now the girl that hit us was 17 Mm -hmm. she had only had her license for a couple of days and she was drunk Mm -hmm. so i got into her car and i got in her lap and i looked her in the eye and i said it's okay i know you didn't mean it Mm -hmm. so she started crying and kuan yin stayed with her and then i ran back to my car with my reiki guide and he held me while i held my mom and then he kissed my brother on top of his head And then I was being held by my dad Mm -hmm. all of a sudden. And I felt everything that my dad was feeling at the news of hearing this. Mm -hmm. And then, instantly, we were all in the desert with my Reiki guide, with Kuan Yin, all of my family members, the girl that caused the accident, and we all held hands and we all did the dance. And then that was the end. And I sat with that for a long time. It took me a, a good year to really start to figure out what all that meant. Mm-hmm. And I figured out that the dance was the dance of forgiveness. You're moving around in a sunwise motion, which means you're always moving forward, you're always looking forward, and you acknowledge the past, but you don't give it any energy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know it happened. But you leave it there. And it's not just about forgiving other people, it's about forgiving yourself. You have to forgive yourself in order to help yourself to move on. Mm -hmm. You've got to be real gentle with yourself. Right. So, anyway, so that's what I had figured out about the dance. And it was really interesting and it really helps. And sometimes I still do it. I taught a group one time how to do it, and it was very interesting.
0: That's powerful stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially for for something that that happened that you had that, that you had no control over. Mm-hmm. It's it's great to be able to have um, have that that closure,
2: mm-hmm.
1: even years after after it happened.
2: Well, I shared that with my family too mm-hmm. because I wanted to let them know.
0: Yeah, you know, that's where you're at in that.
2: Right, and I thought that that would help them a little bit, but they hadn't experienced it. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different when you experience rather than retelling the story. Right, of course. Yeah. But, I mean, in some ways I think it was a little bit helpful, mm-hmm. but-
0: well, just getting over survivor's guilt is very difficult, but mm-hmm. I liked hearing how each one of them, you didn't know it was going to help with the next, right. and that you, what lessons you were learning were going to cultivate in the end, so that was... They were very smart teachers. Mm-hmm. Well, the second
2: one where mm-hmm. somebody was carrying that giant animal on their shoulders, uh-huh. I figured out that's the weight that I've been carrying. Oh. I that's... had to learn how to dump that. And they
0: they were just showing it to you. Right. And that's why you couldn't see them This is them how or big or it. it is. Yeah. Right? Stop it's it. Right. <laughs>
1: it, it's the burden of, of the survivor's guilt. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So what did you do with the wings?
2: They're in my freezer. Oh. Okay. I haven't done anything with them yet. They're just still do hanging up. I put them in a plastic bag and I put them in my freezer, and
0: they're waiting. At
2: some point, yeah, mm-hmm. they're waiting for something. I don't yeah. know what it is yet, but right. Well, if you knew, it,
0: they they would be done. They would be done, right? You know. <laughs> 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 no, I get that so i think we're going to take a short break to take a breather and then we'll dive into the main topic the main topic for today is we're going to be talking about mental health and mental health issues in not only pagan community but with 911 dispatch and we might get some 911 dispatch stories if we're nice enough so <laughs> hold on to your hats we'll be right back
1: back with millennial pagan podcast and of course uh, we have laura here um and i know that we were uh, going to go into kind of talking a little bit more about uh depression and uh, kind of a few things that uh that uh, that you've encountered and that you kind of want to bring forward as well so um i know that you had a kind of a little bit of a disclaimer to go yeah. in front of that
2: my disclaimer basically is i'm not a doctor i'm not a therapist i'm not licensed to do any of that so so a lot of this stuff you can just take with a grain of salt I'm just talking about my experiences Mm -hmm. Um, I am going to have some information at the end to share with people so if you are depressed or if you've been thinking about suicide there's some numbers that are available to you that you can call that do not cost anything um, because it doesn't cost anything to talk to somebody and then they'll get you in touch with somebody in your area that can actually help you and then a lot of people, I'm going to mention real quick, a lot of people nowadays, they don't want to get help because they don't have the money, mm-hmm. or they don't want to talk about what's going on because people will think they're crazy, mm-hmm. and I want to help to dispel the stigma of quote-unquote crazy.
0: Right, right. And um, with that, those numbers will be in the show notes. Uh, do realize that myself and Jarrah are not psychologists, therapists. We cannot help you in your specific area. If you are our personal friends, we're always open to communicate with you. If you are a listener, please take these numbers. Don't try and reach out to us. I cannot promise you anything yeah. other than just saying, I'm sorry, I understand as somebody who's coming with my own mental health issues and baggage. So that mm-hmm. Millennial Peggy Podcast's underlying thing is... We'll try and give you resources, but we can't promise you anything other than that.
1: Right,
2: right. So. It's important that you have to do the work. And mm-hmm. if you if you are feeling sad or you're feeling angry, whether you're a man or a woman or binary or however else that you identify as, mm-hmm. it is very important to release that energy. Whether you talk or write or exercise, craft, cry, I don't care what you do, mm-hmm. but you need to release that energy. The soul would have no rainbows if the eyes had no tears. That's a Cherokee saying. Mm -hmm. So.
0: Work through it. Right. Don't harbor it.
2: Right. I would take that to mean you're going to be sad now, but there'll be beauty at the end Mm -hmm. because you'll figure it out.
0: One of the quotes that helps me during my dark times is, this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. And it's actually a magical phrase. It was in the key of Solomon. It was on David's magic ring.
2: Right. So we're talking about, specifically we're talking about depression and suicide. Depression and suicide is something that a lot of people don't talk about Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of stigma around it yes. and it's very important to talk about it people are talking about it more um i actually have several friends and coworkers who have committed suicide i have history of depression and suicide in my own family mm-hmm. and um no one should ever feel like they have no one to talk to right. although there's plenty of times when i myself do not feel like i can talk to anybody right mm-hmm. Because I either, A, don't want to bother them, or B, it's not something I can really talk about because of whatever the nature is. Mm-hmm. So the, the first thing we're going to talk about is why would someone be depressed? And there are some people who will give you well-meaning comments like, well, you're doing really well. You got plenty of money. You got a nice house. You have beautiful wife, kids, whatever. Mm-hmm. You have no reason to be depressed. Mm-hmm. Why? Why are you depressed? I don't understand. I would kill to be in your shoes. Right. Right? You don't know what that person is going through. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people are depressed for no reason at all. It's
0: just a clinical or chemical imbalance in their brain.
2: Could be a chemical imbalance. Yep. And that that brings me to um, the, next, um, the next part of that, which is medication and well-meaning comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people who believe that you should not take medication. Mm-hmm. And what I would say to them is you have no idea what that person's going through. Mm-hmm. You haven't talked to their doctor. You're not a physician. Mm-hmm. You don't have a right to say you shouldn't take that because it does X, Y, Z. Right. Because there's plenty of people that look up symptoms on the internet mm-hmm. or WebMD, and they're like, oh, my God, I have Ebola. I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, right? No, you're okay. <laughs> You just <laughs> and even if so, we, ha- we have
0: meds for that. Don't right. don't feel bad about being a Sarah Bernhardt sometimes. Right.
2: So where is this coming from? Because some, like what well, we just said, sometimes you can be depressed for no reason, but there has to be some reason, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about was energy and past life events, physical and reincarnation. So the first one would be traumatic experiences, the physical, including childhood experiences. Right. There are some people who have, uh, they can't talk about their childhood experiences because they were so horrible. hmm There are some people who are living in a situation where they're being brutalized mm-hmm. and they don't feel like they can leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, that affects the kids.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Even if the kids aren't being touched, that's mental, emotional trauma.
0: Or young enough to even remember those later on. Mm-hmm. Being a toddler and, knowing, and growing up knowing that your mother was beaten by your father, or vice versa or whatever. You still have those memories subconsciously.
2: Yeah. And then there's um, energetic Mm-hmm. Um. So I was reading not that long ago that When your grandma was pregnant with your mom mm-hmm. Your mom, when we're developing the fetus Has all of the eggs it's ever going to carry in its lifetime
1: mm-hmm.
2: So if your grandma gets stressed It's going to carry through to the fetus energetically Which is going to carry through to the eggs of the fetus mm-hmm. Which... Some people are like, okay, I think you're reaching a little bit, but if you think about it, if your grandmother had an aversion to, and this is going to sound a little bit funny, she had an aversion to turtlenecks, should not like wearing them, mm-hmm. and then for some reason you're wearing a turtleneck and you're like, oh, this was so cute and I really liked it and I don't really like wearing it and I don't understand why. hmm or the other thing was um, past lives. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will have an aversion to water and they don't understand why. Right. Because they're like, I want to learn how to swim. Well, in a past life, they were, well, okay, they were drowned as a witch. Mm-hmm. Or they were accused of witchcraft, so they were drowned.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So there's all different kinds of reasons why you could be. and And I have to say... I had to bring up reincarnation because there's a lot of people that do believe that they have past pain mm-hmm. that are affecting them today because of something that happened to them or to that self mm-hmm. 300 years ago.
0: Right. And we're actually learning a lot um, about DNA history, too. Mm-hmm. So it might not just be your past life. It might be your DNA's past past i mean we are afraid of things because that's what our animal hum- the human animal's instinct was to be afraid of those things so if you were say past life or even a ancient ancestor was killed by a bear and you have a ter- terrible fear of bears that might be why mm-hmm. or any of those types of things. We were just talking about how a lot of us uh, feel that we were probably really bad smokers in past <laughs> lives. Cause if we watch somebody chain smoke, we have this need to have a cigarette between our fingers or yeah. something of the similar sort. So, um, Those are kind of memories, and I grew up in a house where my family smoked, so could it be either or? I feel like it could be more the past life for me personally, because I had bad allergies and bad asthma as a child because growing up with a cigarette smoke, so I would think that watching that would trigger those feelings instead of me wanting something in my hand.
2: And then speaking of being attacked by a bear, sometimes when you're born, you have all these funny birthmarks. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And you're like, well, why? That looks like, it looks like it could be claws of something. Right. What? That's really weird. Why would I have that?
0: Right. There's stories that your birthmarks are how you die. Right. Mm-hmm. I have a birthmark right next to my left eye, right in the corner where if somebody wanted to lobotomize me... So I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I died from a lobotomy, a botched lobotomy. I have a really big mole that I had since birth in the crooks of my arm. So I'm like, that could have been a, um, a uh overdose.
1: Oh, I, I got that, too. I just think it's a government experiment because it's like ours is almost in the right place, in right. the same place. <laughs> uh, mine, I have
0: your- this one, and then I have a freckle that's right on the vein that always freaks out somebody who tries to take mm. from my good vein, and I'm like, just take
2: from the good vein <laughs> right i have a a large mm-hmm. kind of a mole on top of my head and i'm like i want these people who are able to read moles mm-hmm. i don't know anybody if anybody knows people that read moles and freckles put me in contact with them because i want to figure this thing out that'd be interesting it would be interesting yeah. wouldn't
0: it right I mean, right.
2: people read toes and stuff like that. Why not moles, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, wasn't it in the Victorian era really um, popular to read the lumps on the head to yes. tell the person? And I know in criminology that was a thing too, to look at the skull to tell how people were, how their criminality was formed through their skull.
1: Cranial phrenology. Fern, fern, That's what it was. Phrenology? Phrenology. Fun. Frun. Fun. 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 FR. Frun. Fun. Fun. Phrenology.
0: Phrenicananda. You got it. <laughs> <Close enough. laughs>
2: and then the other thing is uh, people who project. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will say, boy, you don't look so good today. And I'm like, I'm fine. They're projecting whatever it is that they're feeling upon you. Maybe, right. no- Maybe not necessarily saying, well, you don't look so good today. But they'll project whatever it is that their feelings mm-hmm. are. So On to you. You know, mm-hmm. that's like uh, energy vampirism.
0: Right. And that can happen even without you knowing it. When I worked in the malls as a mall security guard, I had to have tortelline and amethyst on me or um, onyx to make sure that I had something to barrier the fact that I was seeing 50,000 plus people a day and you don't realize when you're walking past that many people you're if you don't shield correctly you're getting their energy if you're in a high speed high stress job you're also not only having your stuff on you you're having everybody else in the rooms and that you you might be perfectly fine your life might be great you might actually adore and love your job and you come home just feeling so bogged down Mm -hmm. i actually got in the habit where i had to shower when i got home because i had to slodge off the emotion not just the mall stench which is a thing Mm -hmm. right there is
2: Mm -hmm. for sure um One of the other things I wanted to touch on was social media and our own virtual reality. Are Mm -hmm. we really helping? Mm -hmm. So you guys have probably seen a lot of people who will post, uh, it's this really long paragraph of, I want you to know that I love my friends. I've always got a pot of coffee on. If you need to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. or they'll say, share the suicide hotline. Somebody's always listening. Mm-hmm. Does that really help people, or do you just scroll past it? Right. Mm-hmm. But even if you do share it, it doesn't necessarily mean that somebody's going to call the suicide hotline. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not what they need mm-hmm. because different people need different things. There are some people that have chronic pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the suicide hotline's not necessarily going to help. Them. Them unless they're at a point where they're like I, I just can't deal with this anymore right
0: and the suicide hotline is good for it, it's supposed to walk you down from that exact moment when you're like driving to the bridge mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you're right on the edge but you're you need that call for help it's not necessarily a i feel depressed some of them in local areas do have numbers of therapists psychologists or even talk groups and some of them at low cost just can try and find your local resources. There, they, there's probably more in your area than you know.
2: There's, there's, I don't know. I don't want to say too much about local resources, right? Um, because there's a lot, and then at the same time, there isn't.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, because more and more people are having mm-hmm. issues, whether it's a psychological issue or they're just they have uh, so much other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And I've been. Dispatching for 911 for 12 years. And in the time that I've been doing that, every year, um, more people, I see more people are depressed. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a call one time. Somebody had called me and said that his friend had texted him to say that she overdosed on a bunch of pills. Mm -hmm. I said, Well, what's her address? So he gave me her address. I said, Well, what did she take? She took. 150 Advil. And I went, uh, Mm-hmm. Okay. Give me her phone number. So he gave me her mom's number.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I said, all right, I'm going to call her right now. So I'm dialing and I'm thinking, oh my God, what am I going to say to her mom? Hi, I'm some stranger calling saying that. So I, she picked up the phone, thankfully, mm-hmm. and I said, hi ma'am, this is 911. We got a phone call that your daughter might have overdosed. You know where she is? And she's like, oh so she went into her room and she's on the floor crying so we got there and transported her but it's Mm -hmm. like right there's all kinds of ridiculous I'm i'm trying to refrain from using the word crazy right because that's
0: one of my things too is to try and not use it incorrectly right yeah or use it at all because it's not really Mm -hmm. helpful so i understand where but so ingrained in our lexicon. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. Right. I had a situation where we got a call from 911 letting us know that a girl broke up with her boyfriend. She worked at the mall and she was on the roof of one of our garages. Well, we had four above ground garages, um, two or three, three levels. So, um, I hate to (laughs) say it, but you won't actually die from jumping from one of those. No, you'll just hurt yourself really Very badly. Mm -hmm. Um, But we had a few that were larger than that. And so all of a sudden it was an automatic. We had to get all the cameras up. Well, I was in camera room. So luckily I had a already made up map of all the top levels that was already open. So I was, when everyone else was in panic mode, I'm like just moving my chair a little bit and moving my mouse and going, no, there's nobody up there, but keep driving around, guys. And- Did you find her? uh, No, she never was actually on our property to begin with. Mm. But uh, the response was immediate. We had plenty of police on route and um, all of my bosses showed up immediately. One of which was in um, pajama pants and a t-shirt and was just like, I'm here anyway. <laughs> what do i do and i'm like we got we got nothing and he's right. like looking at my screen he's like did you already have that I'm like yes because that's a thing the top of the roofs c- cause problems right. and you never know so that was um that was a scary i think that was the only time it was a suicide call for the mall but it was still a scary moment and knowing to be prepared was very helpful right
2: mm-hmm. very very smart on your part no thank you i try yeah so, um, my friend, family, or coworker committed suicide. What could I have done? You've got survivor's guilt, first of all. Um, I, one of my friends who committed suicide, I was, I was surprised. Mhm. But I guess I don't know if I should say so surprised because. Right. She was always kind of sort of sad, mm-hmm. but then there's, you don't always know because sometimes people who are suicidal mm-hmm. and they have a plan, you can't tell the difference. Mm-hmm.
0: And sometimes when they have the plan, that makes them happier. Right. Because because um,
2: their end is coming.
0: Yeah. And they know they have it all figured out. Now it's just the time to say goodbye and enjoy your last few moments. Like the, the things that are causing the problem. Won't be causing it anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. So you'll see that where somebody's really upset and then for like three days they're really happy. And then you're like, wait, but I thought you were getting better. That wasn't getting better. That was planning on not getting better Mm at all.
2: Right.
1: And I have a friend that I grew up with and uh, used to go to uh, to church camp with. And about three years ago, uh, I got a call from one of our mutual friends and uh, said that he had... Taken his own life. And mm-hmm. he and, and here's the big thing. He had sought out help. But nobody listened. And that's the big thing. Yeah. And he, I mean, I know that he wasn't looking in the right direction for the help that he needed. Um, but it was also one of those, I had just talked to him. He actually messaged me mm-hmm. a few days earlier saying, hey, I heard all this stuff is going on. How are you doing? Just wanted to check up on you and... Make sure that you're okay, and I hadn't heard a, heard from him. I'd say in about five years mm-hmm. at that point, and we talked for a good hour, hour and a half, and then I got the call about four days later mm-hmm. that they found him in the middle of middle of the desert with uh, with the shotgun,
0: tying up loose loose ends. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's. And, yeah, I mean, to to this day, I mean, i I, I kind of think back and like, is there anything i I could have said on the phone or anything without even knowing that he was feeling like that?
2: Well, one of the things is people don't always know who they can trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you had just said that he reached out to people, but nobody listened. Yeah. So there might be just a lot of cases where people don't know what they should do or they don't know what to do with that information. Mm-hmm. So what do they say? Who do they turn to? So there's a lot. I actually was looking online today at a lot of stuff. Do you know that there's an app Are called you- called Uplift? Hmm. You can uh, log on to your... Uh, go onto your phone and look up uplift and there's a whole, it was created by a bunch of different doctors mm-hmm. and it takes you through a bunch of, um, a bunch of different questions. It's called cognitive behavioral therapy mm-hmm. and it's really very interesting. I mean, they charge you a fee every month, but I think there's like a uh, 24 questions mm-hmm. really interesting. And they have other apps called how to love yourself and all that sort of thing. And It might seem kind of silly to some people to turn to an app when you have people to talk to, but we're, we're fallible creatures Mm -hmm. and, you know, we don't. Like I just said, we don't always know the right thing to say or do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes having something like that, I mean, I really don't care what it is you do as long as you're not hurting anybody.
0: Right. And you might have a weird schedule. You right. might not be able to um, find a doctor in your area because you're in a rural area. This might just be convenient for you while you're at work. You're like, okay, I need a minute. I'm going to go sit down and talk to somebody. I saw I can't remember the name of the app, but it was an app where you can actually text a therapist and the therapist would respond and communicate with you and you could build that kind of repertoire. And I was like, that's super helpful for the same reason that the suicide hotline is and it might just help you get through some other kind of – this feels like a crisis, but it's not really a crisis Mm -hmm. because not everybody can uh, talk themselves down from panic attack to anything else. I recently had a panic attack myself and I was like, okay, this is not useful right now because I'm supposed to be going to sleep. Mm yeah well because my world's changing that's and those are the times when things might be worse um you never know when your friend might have like a lot of really good changes happening but the changes are what's scary if you have depression and say you're getting a new job and that's a positive for you it might become overwhelming and those might be the times when somebody might be in the most crisis as well
1: yeah and that's i mean and and I, I, I know I know what app you're talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. I I've, I've seen it and I yeah. hate to say it. I've seen it on Facebook. It's, but I have.
2: It's seven four one seven Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I actually texted them one time to see if it was a real person and they said, Oh yeah, we're real people over here and I said, Alright, I'm just checking.
0: Oh, and there's also Better Health. Yes. Yeah, I I think I think that's Which actually is the, the app. app. Yeah. The better app. Health. hmm
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh 'cause there's actually a YouTuber that I follow that uh that has talked about them in the past and how he not not he's um sponsored by them but he also the reason he's sponsored by them is because he used it mm-hmm. initially mm-hmm. and he felt that it was uh such a a good experience for him mm-hmm. that he reached out to them and say hey i run this youtube channel and i was wondering if we can if we can get some sponsorship
0: i've tried that with a couple of companies i think i'm just trying the wrong ones yeah
1: well there, there there's always uh That's a good Always the next one. But yeah.
0: Anyway. (laughs) So those are a couple of smaller resources because I know, um, I hate to say it, millennials, us, some of us don't like talking on the phone Mm -hmm. and don't like sometimes talking to strangers about our personal problems. We prefer to text. I mean, I know I do. I call my mom. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Out of all the people in my life, I, I call my parents, and that's about it. Everyone else, I text. Yeah, which to the irk of my brother. But
2: <laughs> well, there's text nine one one now. Mm hmm. So I know that they have it on the ASU campus, but we also now have it. It's gone live with uh, MCSO, PCSO, DPS. Ooh. So it'll go through to uh like my company is what's known as a secondary PSAP. Mm hmm. So. If you dial 911, it's going to go to the police first. Mm-hmm. They'll find out whether it's police, fire, or medical-related. Mm-hmm. And then if it's fire or medical, they put you through to us and they oh, say, okay. Hey, this is MCSO. We have a person over at Leisure World, mana number 273, having chest pain. Right. And then they'll put through the call. Ideally, that's how it's supposed to go. It doesn't always go that way. so right, But that's right. another story. So,
0: yep. So um, for those of us in the valley, the acronyms that she used, she was talking about the sheriff's department and local police departments Mm -hmm. of a specific city. So that's very helpful if you're in the valley. I would definitely suggest people to look up their area to see if those options are available to Mm -hmm. text 911 because you never know. You might be walking in a dark street and you see someone following you and you're just like, hey, I'm here. I don't want to talk on the phone right now, but I'm
2: uncomfortable. Right. And th- there are some people who have used, I remember seeing a commercial not that long ago, where somebody called 911 and said, hey, I want to order a pizza. Somebody else had built on that and said, oh, yeah, if you tell them different toppings, it tells them what's going on. Yeah. That is not true. <laughs> no. I want to say that right now. If you call and tell me you want a pepperoni pizza, I'll be like, okay, this is 911. one." Because pepperoni doesn't mean anything to me. And then if if you're insisting, I'll say, okay, so then are you in a position where you can't tell me what's going on? You can say yes or no.
0: Right. They'll start doing yes or no questions. Right. Um, Probably, you probably start with, is this a prank call or are you in trouble? Right. And then it's a lot, Or a yes or no version of that is, are you in trouble? Do you need 911 assistance? Right. So that'll help. I know a lot of people in domestic situations tend to... Try yeah, and do those types
1: absolutely. of things. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. I mean, and, and the nice thing is, the at least I, I know a couple of dispatchers who are intelligent enough to be able to help out in those situations, which is good. Because they're, they have to think quick on their feet sometimes, Even, especially especially yeah. with calls like that.
0: And I've had that problem where um, we were trying to teach the stores to use Nora, need officer now in their conversations and i had one dispatcher who didn't know what it meant and i'm sitting having my lunch and i hear him go there's no nora here what are you talking about no there's no nora and then he hung up and i flipped my lid on him and the problem was it was for sunglass hut and we had three sunglass huts and i was like who was it i freaked out out, and as I'm running to sunglass hat to sunglass hat, going and giving the actual radio information so people can help me out, I say, By the way, if anybody doesn't know this, Nora means need officer now. And if you ever answer the phone, somebody says, Nora, you better go. <laughs> and I like just flipped my
2: lid. Right. Anyway. Wow.
0: Anyway, that's neither here or there. So um, what are some of the situations or um, things that you would give people when they encounter that they're having depression or noticing friends are having depression?
2: Usually... Well, if they've gotten to the point where they've called 911 and Mm -hmm. they say, I just, I don't know what to do anymore, I'll say, okay, well, I've got help on the way to you. I'll usually just stay on the phone with them. Mm -hmm. There was one guy I was on the phone with him for a good 15, 20 minutes until they got there because he was out in the county area, so it Mm -hmm. takes us a while. But um, I asked him his name and what does he do? And I said, do you take any medication? Did you take any today? When's the last time you had any? And I'll try to engage in stuff that he likes to do. Mm -hmm. Do you have any hobbies? You know, just to keep their mind occupied on other things.
0: Right. Instead of what's going on. Right. Okay. So um, I know we just barely touched on all of this very important things. And I know in the pagan community, it's actually a pretty big deal. We noticed that mental illness is at a larger percentage, and I don't have those statistics right in front of me, with pagans, and there has been statistics created and generated that we have a higher percentage than the average population for mental illness. And that's why we wanted to start this conversation. If you guys want to hear us talk more about this, please let us know. But what are those resources other than the apps that we already discussed?
2: So one of the resources that there is, it's called, the acronym is S-A-M-H-S-A. It's the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Hotline. Mm-hmm. And that number, I'll read it first and then you'll have it up on, on your site. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1-800-662-HELP. Help is 4357, so 1 800 662 4357. It's for mental or substance abuse. It is confidential, it's free. Uh, to give you an idea of how many calls they deal with, in the first quarter of 2018, the helpline received 68,683 calls per month. That's equivalent to 17,171 calls per week. And that breaks down to 2,453 calls per day. It's a lot of calls. So I want you to think about that. You are definitely not alone Mm -hmm. if you're sad or if you're whatever it is that you're feeling. Um, And then for EMS, if you're in my field, we have something called the Code Green Campaign. It's first responder oriented. You can find them online at codegreencampaign.org. And they have a lot of uh, they have a lot of help for mental health services for police or search and rescue or dispatch or fire EMT medics wh- whoever it is that needs help they they are there for you and also something new that we've been starting in our dispatch center this is something that's been available out in the field for a while it's called CISM which is critical incident stress management so if you've been to a bad call. Um, Usually, it's one that'll involve a kid. Uh, like, there are a lot more drownings in Arizona than mm. I think people realize.
1: Right. People because want of
2: pools. People want a pool, but they don't want to learn how to swim. Mm-hmm. And I also want to remind you that people can drown right in front of you, mm-hmm. and they you won't even realize it.
0: Drowned in a little, lot less water than you think.
2: Exactly. Um, so one one of the my my worst call i had was a double pediatric drowning Um. and they were the same age as my nephew and they were both autistic and my nephew's autistic oh my goodness so that really messed me up um i'm not going to give you the details on that i'm going to tell you i will tell you that the 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 call was four hours long because we had to get the sheriff involved they were in a canal and um, we had to get the water shut Uh off uh which i didn't know that you could do that so that there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that that uh, that has to go into this that sort of thing. Um, but I was out of work for six days after that. I believe it. I believe mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And what so the new thing that they have for us in dispatch is CISM. We have a few people that are trained mm-hmm. specifically for that. If you have a bad call and you're like, I need to talk to somebody about it, and my peers are just not going to do it. Right. I need to talk to them. And then they would be the ones who would put in for, okay, so you can, we'll arrange it so that you can go home for the day. And um, usually for the, uh, for the EMTs and the medics or the firemen, mm-hmm. they would send them home for the day with pay. Right. When I got sent home, this was back in 2012, mm-hmm. I didn't get paid. Right. Mm-hmm. But... I I went down to where our station one is in Mesa, Mm -hmm. and I talked to one of the fire captains about what happened, and he's like, oh, yeah, I was there for that call. So, yeah,
0: no. Alrighty. Well, I think uh, that's going to wrap it up for today again. We just barely touched on depression and suicide. Please uh, let us know if you want to hear more, maybe more different things that you can do magically or personally. Please, 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 please. When you start dealing with these things, think first the mundane and then the magical. Because I think a lot of the times we, they are intertwined.
1: They are.
0: They are intertwined I'm not dismissing the magical but a lot of the times it's difficult to unravel those the intertwining Um, hopefully we can find a list of maybe people in our area or maybe that are um, open to communicating with pagans um, and dealing with that because I know that's a major problem with finding a therapist is going well I'm pagan I do believe in magic but that's not part of my mental illness
2: I actually found a therapist a while back um, really nice guy and I was telling him about what I do and he thought that it was absolutely fascinating. He had me take the Myers-Briggs test. Mm-hmm. He said, I want to find out all about this and tell me all about this other thing that you were doing. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So as a dispatcher, mm-hmm. we get six free ser- uh, free therapy sessions Ooh. per year right? if we need it. So I did my six and then I called them up and i said so how much would it be for me with my insurance oh it's two hundred dollars a session okay i'm good thanks no i'm, good. I'm all I'll done s- i'll see you next year yeah so yeah and that's another good point too the the metaphysical and the magical mm-hmm. um right before we started i gave you guys both stones mm-hmm. i gave you a rose quartz and i gave you a black tourmaline mm-hmm. and how do you feel holding those stones? I'm gonna let you go first.
1: So I, I'm I've actually been fidgeting fidgeting with the uh, the black tourmaline a lot during the the episode, and uh, just because I know that um, I especially with talking about uh, the the whole Facebook thing, mm-hmm. there's I, I feel that there was like a lot of bad residual mm-hmm. stuff happening from it, and. Fidgeting with this, it actually kind of made me just release it, mm-hmm. just push it away. And the the black tourmaline, that's for pushing away negativity, just kind of deterring it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it kind of makes me feel a little safer. Mm-hmm. We'll say that.
0: Yay.
1: Yeah.
0: And you haven't been messing with the rose quartz much?
1: and Not, not too much. Okay. But I don't think it's, I, I think it's just because it's not something that I need right now. That's good. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I um I have a huge hunk of rose quartz in my bathroom with my um, birth of Aphrodite statue that I purposefully padded yesterday because of a lot of um, connections and friendship stuff going on in my life. So right now I feel very tuned into rose quartz in general. So it, you pulled it out and you were like, this is, and I'm like, rose quartz, give me,
2: give me. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: um, the tourmaline to me, it's a very grounding stone. And definitely when we're having these heavy conversations, I think it's very important to have a grounding stone near you and a stone that pushes away the negativity. Um, So I think they're both very... I've been on and off putting them away, moving them different places on my notebook and everything. So I've, I've been fidgeting well with them.
2: Well, because there are some people who say, well, stuff like that's just a placebo
0: and they might be, and that's okay.
2: It is okay. Because whatever it is that gets you to the point that helps you feel a little bit better, mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, now that I feel this way, I can deal with whatever it is I need to deal with. Right. And if you want to, you know what I do sometimes when I feel like really, really bad, mm-hmm. I'll go online. I'm actually going to give you this link too, because okay. I love it. All right. Um, You know that song Happy by (laughs) Farrell? Yes. So there's this video that someone did in Australia, and he's a dog sitter, and he's also got this cat that uh, skateboards. It's really funny. (laughs) And he took all these dogs out to the beach with the cat, Mm
1: -hmm. and he's
2: playing with the dogs, and he's waving the stick, and they're all swimming around, the cat included, swimming around Mm -hmm. to the song. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so funny. I love them. I want to play with the dogs. And (laughs) I'm just like, okay. You know, stuff like that makes Mm -hmm. me feel, or, you know, or something funny or silly Mm -hmm. that makes me laugh. Um, Whatever I can find.
0: Right. I actually think it's very therapeutic to have a good cry. And what makes me cry instantly is soldiers coming home to dogs videos. Oh, my God. Like, That's true. It's something about the uniform, the dogs, and it's just yep. pew, done. I, I think it's something. It harbors somewhere back to my old Vikings of being happy to see m- the warriors coming home kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it just, bah, just, but the uh, the happy song came out my senior year of high- college, yeah. and it was a dark time for me, and I hated that song, I hated it with passion. My ex, who was then my fiance, we both hated that song, and when we were listening to it, we both said that song is the epitome of I've never had depression to me i could not relate to that song right and it just i never got to the point where i could because when i hear it it frustrates me because i've known the pain where you can't relate to it at all where the whole thing just irritates
1: you i'm I'm gonna send you the minor version of that song that the gregory brothers put together oh thank you it's it's actually quite hysterical as well okay (laughs) but But if you
2: think about it too um Sometimes people who put stuff like that together, like Mm -hmm. Happy, I remember I was watching him, I think he was on the Oprah show, Mm -hmm. and she was asking how he came up with that, because that song turned into a really big phenomenon. Mm -hmm. Um, And he said, it was just given to me. Mm -hmm. It was just given to me. Right. So um, you think about how some people, they've been through a dark time. Right. And then something like that comes up, and you're like... I need to share that with as many people as possible because I like feeling better Mm -hmm. and I like feeling happy. Um, There are some people who don't want to be happy and that's okay. You know,
0: and during that dark time, the song that actually helped me was Jonathan Colton's um, Good Morning Tucson, because it's yes. about burning it all to the ground <laughs> and walking away. And when I moved out to Arizona, we were in Tucson and we were go- and we're, we we're playing it and we were just laughing at ourselves about how hard that time or that period was that we wanted to listen to an anchorman burning it all to the ground.
2: <laughs> I'm actually, I'm going to find that video. I'm going to show it to you because it's funny. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm excited. And also, don't forget, I gave you that um, that bag of yes. It's called a depression bag. I got it from everything just rocks in Tempe. Right, Athena gave it to me. Thank you, Athena. Store. Yep. So it's a little bag. It's got seven different stones in there to help you with depression.
0: It has Apache Tears, Citrine, Jet Quartz, Smoky Quartz sun uh sunstone and said today and we're going to do something with this that's going to be uh somehow a free giveaway to one of our listeners me and jared because we just got this right before recording we're going to sit down and talk about it and we're going to figure out how to do that so mm-hmm. stay tuned if you if that bag just screams to you like you need it right now we'll have something by our next full-length episode Somehow give it to the person it desert, and that needs it the most. Yeah we'll, or we'll if, find our way.
2: If you really need to have it right now, you can get it at everything just rocks and mm-hmm. ask Athena to put one together for you if she doesn't yep. have any so right. or you can try to win it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's also option. Right Yep. so um, or you could just go buy those rocks that we just talked about, but mm-hmm. if you want it for free and you want it from us with, hey, we'll throw in a button yeah, with sure. one of our buttons and if it goes to somebody who already has a button, let us know the color you don't have yet. Mm -hmm. Because we have the white and the black. Anyway, all that being said, the upcoming events, the 21st of this month, is going to be a full moon. And Phoenix Pagan Pride is going to be offering a Candlemas ritual on North Mountain on February
2: 2nd. Yep, that's going to be at Havasupai Ramada from 2 to 6. We're going to have raffles. We're going to provide the drinks. It Mm -hmm. is a potluck. And I also just recently acquired the t shirts that were made from Pagan Pride last year and I'll have them at a nice little discount. So if you wanted a T shirt, come by and see me and you can get one.
1: Right. They are awesome. They are awesome.
0: Yeah. And Book Talk, Peg and Book Talk Phoenix Valley will have its February meeting on the 3rd of February at Changing Hands Phoenix and Tempe. Uh, also, don't forget that Candlemas in bulk, whatever you're, we're calling it now and your whatever, is going to be February 1st or 2nd, depending on how you traditionalize that. The next Peg and Pride volunteer meeting is the 9th?
2: It is the 9th. Okay. And it's going to be at IHOP Restaurant at 4 o'clock.
0: Yay. And at our- Central
2: and Thomas. So if
0: you're in the local area, that's a lot of stuff. If you're not in the local area, that full moon, what it how big is it, Jared?
1: Super Jared. blood full wolf moon.
0: <laughs> so it's a crazy moon. Get ready. Um I know for us Aquarius I Aquarian. Aquari Aquarii. This upcoming Tuesday, which means the day after this episode airs, is supposed to be extra special glitter. So I hope you've had an extra special special glitter Tuesday. Um is Patreon worth it?
1: I believe it is because not only uh, do you get a big thank you from us right here on the show, um, but you can also, uh, uh, if you subscribe at the $5 level, we also give you a button, a sticker, a nice little thank you note, and uh, of course, a 30 minute mini sewed for Patreon, uh, Patreon listeners only.
0: Every month. And Every if single you're month. at that $1, you'll get the shout out at the end of the full length episodes. Mm hmm. So, uh, you can find Jarrah. At, uh, uh,
1: of course, Twitter, at Jarrah Stone. And uh, on Instagram, haggard underscore haggard underscore cosplay. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me.
0: And keep your ears open. Our website is still underway. It's coming, I promise. It's just so hard.
1: There, there, there's so many things. And
0: you can find me, Autumn Wolf, at Twitter, Facebook, um, on WordPress at Autumn. Uh, or iron wolf circle or you can look up autumn wolf uh hopefully i'll be actually publishing soon something (laughs) soon who knows anyway from all of us here at millennial pagan podcast marry me marry part and and marry Marry me me again. again